0: to not another origin
1: story
0: the kai book movie podcast
1: i'm your host folks and as always i'm joined by my co-host ben chapman of course i'm joined by your co-host folks i'm always here for every episode i have to be after my father was unable to uh start his own podcast he swore a uh, specific death rights to to um, to give me a podcast which is weird because he's not dead so yeah, uh, I was going to uh, ask nonetheless... you about that, but it's <laughs> seemed kind of personal. Nonetheless, uh, I took it seriously, and so, of course, um, I swore a blood oath to operate my own podcast, and thus, I'm here. Why are you here?
0: Uh, d- you know, like, Crossroads Devil thing.
1: <laughs> Just, It's a real... F- just a real fallout house of usher thing
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. you know how it goes sometimes you make a deal with a weird thing that tells you it's gonna murder your whole family and you just say yeah because you really like don't like paying taxes
1: give me our soul pokes okay (laughs) we I like give you something in return oh uh yeah sure Uh, i'm on a podcast (laughs) how about a
0: how about a not very popular podcast how about
1: that how about a middling podcast
0: (laughs) Ooh, middling means great right yeah one of those (laughs) this job (laughs) screwed again by my lack of uh, knowledge of the english language this is supposed to be a battle of wits that's the fun part (laughs) (laughs) i it's just not fun now anymore it's it's like taking candy from a baby i just feel guilty more than
1: anything all right well i'm off to go and invent fortnite (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to suggest one dollar reloads anyways let me take a look at my to-do list here. The masked singer. Oh, do I really have to? <laughs> oh God, I have to import it to America. Oh, oh God, that's that's gross even for me. <laughs> it works in Ken Korea.
0: Jung. They have celebrities.
1: Uh, at least now I have a, well, something to do with Ken Jong's soul contract. <laughs> <dragged. laughs> Come with me, you're hosting.
0: <laughs> but I don't wanna.
1: Yeah, that's right, you used to be a doctor, I don't care. You'll um, enjoy it
0: until we put uh, <laughs> Giuliani on it for some reason. Rudy Giuliani! <laughs> where we stretch the word celebrity to the limits Can, of the English language. Ken, you'll
1: love it when the lobster is a traitor against this country. You're going to love that.
0: It <laughs> also feels that. like you're also taking advantage of a man. He's singing a no Black Eyed Pea song. He used to be the mayor, you know. <laughs> No one has bankrupted a uh, goodwill
1: more than that man has. You know, it's weird that this sounds like improv, but it's an accurate description of real events. I don't know why I talk like this and why I have two vaguely different sounding voices. You know, I've always dreamt of the world being swallowed by chaos, but now that I've succeeded, it kind of sucks. Yeah.
0: I always pictured it being more like a host of the undead, not so much the platform formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> anyway anyways <laughs> join us for more of devil on devil hey everybody
1: we watched lady snowblood oh, right this isn't even a mini episode we're supposed to be trying here we're supposed to be doing our jobs here
0: <laughs>
1: we watch episodes no
0: one listens to but me when i'm editing it just kidding that's edit them.
1: all of them um uh we're doing Lady Snowblood uh, uh, Audience from 1973. This was a really interesting one. I'm so dis- so glad we discovered this is an option. Um, uh, based on a manga written by the same guy who did Lone Yeah, Wolf yeah. Cub?
0: I, I, when I was watching the opening, they were like, based on the story, by they said the one guy's name. I'm like, I'm fairly certain that's the guy who wrote Lone Wolf and Cub, and I have oh, them all on the shelf, so I, I for... went and looked, and I was like, that explains it, because when you were describing the plot, I was like, boy, this feels like it's an issue of Lone Wolf and Cub where they just focus on another character for a little bit, which they did often. Yeah. Yeah, but it is. I'm not going to try to pronounce the guy's name because I do not know how you pronounce Japanese names. I would just (laughs) mention
1: it. We talked about it in the mini episode, but this was a a popular manga that was released in the early 70s and weirdly was eventually published in Playboy in the 80s for some fucking reason. Well, we (laughs) did find that unlike this
0: movie... The comic is all about the bullies uh, There's a lot of, like, I was, ty- I typed in, I was like, oh, I wonder what the art looks like. And it was just, like, every image was, like, her naked, splattered in blood, yeah. cutting a guy's hand off or
1: something. I was like, oh, okay. To some degree, it's not surprising. You know, typically, like, adult-oriented, you know, thriller, you know, you know uh, bloody, violent manga is... Probably gonna have some nudity in it. Um, I have the battle royale manga here on my shelves. And well, I mean, obviously I, that one's gonna. <laughs> I, I, I've not gotten rid of it for like four yard sales because I don't want to have to explain to like someone trying to buy it that it's full of violent sex. <laughs> like it's like, and they're all teenagers. It is not, it's really not kind of what I was expecting when I bought it because yeah, a I, I do the, the same movie. thing.
0: I bought like the first four uh trade paperbacks and i started reading and i was like oh they're like oh (laughs) because like in japan like adulthood is 16 so it's just like real creepy as an american being like oh i don't like this this feels like (laughs) and if if you only read the first ones let me tell you it
1: gets fucking i read i read like the
0: first three and never read the fourth one because i was like this is getting very plus
1: as a younger teen i was a big fan uh big fan of blade of the immortal uh which also also an adult Samurai, you know, violent comic, also sexually graphic in a number of ways, uh-huh, so... Uh-huh. Um, guy um, so guy who has
0: th- two dead women's heads on his shoulders intends yeah. to rape a girl before
1: he cuts her yeah. head off? Yeah, it's, you know... <laughs> um, so it's not surprising that the origin material for this has a little of that in it as well, although it was a lot of it. <laughs> but... Um, that said, it was really, like, the manga is super interesting. I flipped through, um, online just, like, a couple of the additions that I could find. Uh, it's gorgeous, you know? It does change artists at points, which is odd at times, but, um, it's really stark in the black and white with, you know, uh, uh with minimal detail. I, I don't know. It, it's just really, it's, it, there's a couple... There's a couple of frames from that comic that I would just like put on the wall. Like they just look gorgeous. Uh, so All the ones that so were
0: topless cutting a guy's hand off.
1: I didn't ask you for any kind of clarifying questions.
0: <laughs> fair, fair. He he you know what? I can't
1: argue with that. And the movie is uh is is a startling adaptation because it does adapt multiple stories from the original manga. It does so in totally different order um uh to to perhaps a bit of its detriment in the later ha- like latter third of the movie uh but w- what is sort of fascinating about it and we'll talk about it more as we get into it in the plot the manga is produced and released <laughs> yes that part where like it started happening i was like wait what the fuck is huh. going on oh <laughs> i i i have to say has that happened in any comic book movie we've seen i mean the closest we get is that like in logan he has x-men comics like that's the closest that we get but it's not common that the comic book movie will say we're in a comic you know what i mean it's yeah, kind of well, wild like,
0: normally they don't say like a person has produced the the literal comic that it is
1: based yeah. on <laughs> like it, he's, it's kind like, of the a the cool images, plot point, though. images
0: from the manga which is yeah it's, interesting take.
1: um it's kind of a cool plot point uh but yeah uh, we we can talk a little about a, a movie that wastes no time in establishing its style in its opening like two minutes, which is of course um, the the scene that was immediately ripped off by Tarantino for Kill Bill of uh, the lead car- the lead actress uh, coming through the snow to ambush a convoy of uh, some mobster and uh, and absolutely annihilate a bunch of people in a bunch of fake snow.
0: Uh, this is also, like, in the era, at like, the peak era of how much, like, red corn syrup or whatever can we have come out of a person's body. Uh, which is a lot, I'm going to tell you. There is so much very, very red blood coming out of people. Like, the blood spray is, is pretty astounding. But they use it, I mean, it's absurd every time it happens, but it, it actually looks pretty decent.
1: It's not used in the near comical sense that, say, you know, Tarantino was inspired to do in Kill Bill. Like, it sprays, and if they ever, like, linger on someone bleeding a lot, it's like, blood is a little bit less liquid than this. <laughs> like, blood is... This, yeah, blood no, this really not Kool-Aid this is straight level. up just, yeah. Like, it's just,
0: like, corn syrup with a little bit of red food dye. I mean, a like, lot of red like,
1: food dye. Like, blood is somewhere between, like, water and paint, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. it's somewhere in there. And, like, and, like... And, like this is this just... This stuff Water. is just watered down Kool <laughs> <laughs> This is just watered down Red
0: House Paint. Is... but it is cool. Like sometimes when it like so they hit up it. against the wall and stuff, and it comes off. Uh... The
1: spray, yeah, because they, they kept it a very dark, uh, like like uh matte colored red in, in a way. So yeah, when it when it sprays on walls, it does look very much like from comics, where it just sort of becomes this like part of the set. And it I, looks great. And I'm I'm going to get fucking film student on everybody here on this episode because fuck me, this movie was so pretty to look at for like s- fucking 70% of it was just gorgeous cinematography like in I, and out.
0: Also, this movie is what I would call 70% eye acting by the lead actress yeah. who had some peepers.
1: Her, yeah, like, she, she has, so
0: much like they cut to her and she is like doing so much with just eyes and very little eyebrow, because she's often, like, kind of dressed like a, a geisha. Not like a full geisha, but yeah, like, sort of like the the white... Like, she has extremely... Obviously, she's supposed to have very pale skin tones, and she's, you know, Lady Snowblood. Uh, but yeah, they'll cut to her, and it's just, like, her eyes... And it must be, like, four times the size of a normal person's eyes. I don't know. I mean, her eyes are... She, yeah,
1: her... Pretty, Her facial acting is what makes some of the scenes in the middle, like, phenomenal. Because she's ice cold for much of the beginning. Like, when she kills the men in the ambush that we mentioned, um, she is just this sort of, like, cold, unmoving stare. And it's fascinating to look at. But, like, later on when she's, like, um, killing some of her first targets, like, the man, uh, the alcoholic man she kills, like, on the beach. Like, I didn't know how that scene was going to go, right? Like, like, because he's a very, like... I would say empathetic, but you feel a little sorrow for him as he's like wallowing around on wet rocks, begging for his life. Um, and and, and she like scowls at him and there's like a moment of like flashing intensity on her face that comes so out of nowhere because of how cold she typically is. that scene, like as soon as it was over, I was like, Oh shit. Like that felt, I I felt like a big deal. Even though all she did was like waggle some eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) when you see her eyes, you're just like, Ooh, it's, it's something else. Um, uh uh but the movie wasted time in in being a bummer because uh, although i mentioned it was in the first couple of minutes the opening is the death of her mother uh in childbirth which is rough uh childbirth
0: while in a prison
1: while in a prison which made me
0: think like while watching this i was like oh did the people who made up bane also
1: watch this movie uh then she she slaughters a bunch of people brutally in the snow and then after a brief title sequence and walk to the village we're introduced into the villagers who surround her and have some kind of pre-organized rape chant, which is really, really upsetting because it implies a level of organization that I don't, really don't want to consider.
0: You, don't, you um, don't like that?
1: No, I hated it. <laughs> no, I deeply, deeply hated it. Um, but these these shots before, you know, that unfortunate sequence uh, uh, are are really incredible because we're out in the middle of, of uh, you know, rural Japan... Uh, and she's in this white kimono with like a red uh, uh, un- uh, 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 underskirt. So it kind of uh, peeks out when she swings her blade and umbrella around. And again, I could just freeze frame any of these scenes of her just like meandering through the village or fending off these villagers and just sort of make a like a wallpaper out of it for my desktop. Like, it's just I can't get over. I wish I had a cooler way of, of, of being excited about these scenes, but they're just they're just a delight to look at
0: yeah and i mean the movie does look very good but it also looks very 70s like very 70s samurai (laughs) violence uh like people's arms being cut off and stuff and it is like a movie where, where you watch it you do sort of you're like oh like this wasn't so much like tarantino was influenced by this is it was like uh who was it like gus van zandt did that like shot for shot remake of psycho (laughs) <laughs> like that's yeah. Like, like in some parts when I was watching this, I was like, "Oh, I feel like he might have just stolen these like the directing from this movie." But there are some absolutely like bonkers '70s samurai splatter genre, like where she cuts a woman in half from across the waist, and then just like four <laughs> gallons of blood pours out. Really sensational
1: stuff. And she cuts through um,
0: her like the effort it takes me to like cut into a bag
1: of chips or something. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, I and and I have seen you voraciously cut open a bag of chips. Yeah, I well, I always uh, use my
0: katana to open chips.
1: <laughs> it's really dangerous if you're a pog's at a party.
0: Oh, it's not great, and you know once you draw a katana, it can't be sheathed until it tastes blood. So, <laughs>
1: or barbecue. Yeah, well,
0: that's why I, that's why I only eat Doritos. The nacho cheese <laughs> is a good substitute.
1: Um, uh, as we are introduced to uh. A, a, a individual that's providing intel for uh Lady Snowblood, uh, Matsuman, who is this um, I guess the leader of the the beggars. Um it, it gives us a backstory on the civil civil war, you know, ripping through Japan and this sort of rebellion against the government and this sort of these attacks on uh, white coated men that represent government, you know, tax men or whatever. Um some of it told through panels from the comic, but I bring this up because when we get this origin sequence uh which is perhaps the bloodiest thing that happens in this movie like it is it is when they cut to uh uh lady stowblood's i guess uh, i guess i wouldn't call her father um because she was her father was one of the men who raped her i believe uh, yeah or one I, of the prisoners I, don't, I don't really want to think prison guards no but, i think uh, i think her father was
0: the <clears throat> Oh no, you're right, it is one of the prison guards. Yeah, damn it. I, I, I
1: believe the plot illustrates that she slept with men right. in Continue. prison uh to get pregnant to have a way of revenge, I believe it was specified. But the death of the of the father or, or at least the, the husband in the flashback is maybe the bloodiest moment in the film. I mean I it was I, I reviewed some of the scenes for this episode and it is just like it's as if they put they punctured his blood bag, you know, on
0: special effects. It's just roaring out of him. Oh, yeah, yeah. It definitely feels like, uh... I, yeah, it is, it is just... It, like, at the end, too, it's like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, he's so... Like, it's like four... he, like, takes... He's still alive when he falls to the ground. Yeah, I'm like, and he
1: keeps falling. And
0: He, like, <laughs> bled out the amount of blood that's in at least four grown men. Like, yeah. it's so much.
1: Uh this is also um this origin scene is also incredibly like like i thought the snow scene was particularly uh, uh, uh like like tarantino was like lifting a lot of that um uh uh, uh from the beginning like snow combat uh for his fight with already and we didn't mention it in the beginning but the the main song which is sung by the main actress did you
0: know that i did not know that, uh,
1: that song the main song uh the flowers of carnage which is a great song it sounds so good um so much so that 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 tarantino famously made people listen to it on set and then used it in the scene with oreishi so that's it's not just a little bit of a of a of an homage he's just straight putting stuff in oh yeah
0: this also was like a moment where like while that was going on i was like oh like the song is very descriptive of the character and it made me think of like is this where they got it for anime where like animes have like absurdly long themed songs that explain so much of the like the feeling of the show and you're like oh this is weird it was just like they were like explaining like you know it's like a wolf tiger in the snow it's like oh all right okay keep going i, I but, did uh, enjoy the subtitles for the song
1: <laughs> yeah it was incredible but it, in additionally there was while watching it, i couldn't stop thinking about how much a scene felt familiar it was as they're murdering the uh the husband um a they 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 pause during the murder so that the, the 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 film can write the names of the individuals on screen um as they're like mid murder which is precisely how Tarantino introduces the rest of the hitman squad in kill bill and then as she's laying on the ground and looking like uh and 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 holding her her husband who's been murdered she looks up to this like ring of them standing over her which again like I brought it up it's it's a one-to-one shot of them standing really? over the the, the bride in, in the church scene when they flash back to how she, you know, was shot before she woke up at the hospital. Uh, I just, you know, it's incredible. I'm, obviously, I'm dogging on Tarantino for, like, lifting whole chunks uh, here and there. But it's clearly, like, I would say, like, the of the number of people who probably saw Kill Bill and this, it's, <laughs> it's probably pretty bad.
0: Yeah, the Venn Tiger was pretty small. So, So when you brought up this movie, I was like, I just feel like he's making movies up. And it's also weird that, like, I've read a ton of stuff that that guy wrote. And I'm like, I've never heard of this.
1: It really is, like, an homage uh, in in a lot of strong ways to this. And, and, And in a way, that's very cool. Because this kind of movie and even songs from this movie probably are not often seen. I know, like, Lady Snowblood is in the Criterion Collection, surprisingly. But, um, but, uh, uh. I I I don't I don't actually think it's like lame or cheap that Tarantino lifted so much of uh, these the the parts of this movie that he loved and put it in Kill Bill because Kill Bill honestly is lifting from a lot of uh uh you know yeah, um, yeah martial arts films in a loving way. Um, and
0: lifting from a lot of foot fetish films in a not-so-loving way.
1: Yeah, not a lot of feet in this one, I have to say, which I'm, I'm sure was uh, I'm sure was in Tarantino's review.
0: Yeah, like, could have used more shots of her tiny feet.
1: Um, I also love that the... the she does wear the... those
0: insane... Sandals, though.
1: Oh yeah, I wish I'd never understand anyone who walks in. Um, I do enjoy that the the husband's last uh, last words he utters after being stabbed twelve times is, "This is an outrage." Which yeah, you know, I, I hope I'm that composed when I'm murdered. <laughs> I honestly feel like if I get murdered, I hope I'm a
0: little more angry than. Well, this is outrageous. Um, yeah, it's it's one of the most light touches to uh,
1: to dying. And this movie it just keeps it keeps up with 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 the film, filmmaker's very clear obsession with with color because I mean we have obviously the the star colors and the snow grounds and the beginning fight scene with especially with the blood. And then we've got you know uh, her rings like white and yellow kimonos as she's wandering around like the the sort of you know, dingy villages. And then of course the 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 origin sequence but then we have uh an extended sequence showing us like what her mother said uh in her final her final you know um uh, hour as she she died from childbirth in prison and i don't know why they chose this or if this is just how prisons are pants die but everyone's in these bright red like blood red jumpsuits yeah
0: i i wondered if it was because they were i didn't know if it was supposed to be like they were like the wet nurses for the prison or something, or just, or tell. just like
1: the, the way our prisoners wear orange, yeah. So they I was be spotted, sure. you know. I don't yeah. know, but either way, it looks incredible. You know, she's wrapped in white. Um, she's surrounded by these these women in red. There's these like slats in the in the prison, yeah, uh, like, That I, let, like, let through white snow. Like fuck, man. It, all, all of it is just it so looks like the sculpted. worst prison ever. Like, yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it, it's like it's like the
0: the cells go outdoors. It's like, come on, guys,
1: put a wall up. <laughs> um but we get all that sequencing uh just take us to what i wish more movies had which is probably my favorite my favorite tropes in all of movies which is a martial arts training montage i fucking love them yes (laughs) i'll never
0: stop loving them but this one was one of this one was a head scratcher for me uh it starts off makes sense a guy's like brutalizing a child i'm with it i understand what's happening and then at one point uh she like jumps and he swings and when she lands, is it supposed to be that he like she avoided the blow so closely that it cut her clothes off? Or does she take her clothes off? Oh, I could
1: not figure that yeah, scene. It you know, really bothered me. I was really enjoying it
0: felt like it was just so out of
1: nowhere. I was I was very much enjoying a chance to talk about uh this this training montage until you remind me of that sequence.
0: Yeah, because like I was like watching, I was like, yeah, yeah, and I was like, oh, naked, naked, like, te- you know, preteen or whatever, and I was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? And then yeah, you Yuki,
1: in this sequence. I don't know what age the actress is. Either way, I don't I don't need that. <laughs> Thank it, you. Was,
0: it was very weird, and I could not. It was like one of those things too, where I was like, well, that was weird. They just put that in there, but then too, I was like, I don't even understand what the fuck happened. Like, there's just like a seed sheet lands and her kimonos just like pulled off
1: and i was like i don't understand and then he kicks her into some water <laughs> <laughs> but again i'm obsessed with like uh outfits and color here like she's wearing this black kimono with like these like confusing white spirals and this like uh this is this red uh, you know um a uh, bow across the middle and there's a scene there's that scene of like the the profile of the two of them standing side by side with him like thrusting a katana in her fucking face while yeah. like, I, I, well, like four wind generators like blow on them yes. oh it's so fucking melodramatic they, they i invented love the it fucking wind turn by just to get that scene down it is so it is so much wind i don't know if it's coincidental or, or if or it's organized. just like there's a place
0: in japan that just sucks to live <laughs> like where do you live oh
1: windy windy creek oh sorry uh, so, Pogs, I have to ask you a quick question. Yeah. How many wicker husbands do you own?
0: Uh, just four. <laughs> I've wanted to get up, what? you know. My, my dream is to have, like, a baker's dozen. But is this a thing? I don't it even know what the thing? fuck a wicker husband is. Like, I assume they said it as if, like, it's, like, one of those things where I'm, like, well, that has to be the literal translation. But, like, surely someone should have written, like, what it actually is. Like, I was, like, uh? and now that you bring it up, it's so confusing. I was like, I should probably figure out what that is. But it was so confusing. I was like, how do you want to type it into Google? Because I don't even know. I'm gonna, I, now I'm going to
1: do it. My, my search results are going to be really fucking weird. <laughs> hey. that, hey, Pogs. that much weirder than... Hey, Pogues, are you still looking for a wicker husband?
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it was,
1: they, like I said, it was just the way they said it.
0: Yeah, that's all my Google question ads I get. Like, <laughs> you, looking to, you still looking to buy it? Did you recently Google wicker husbands in your area?
1: Uh, for clarity listeners um it's established as we start to learn the tragic or, or, or often um or like corrupt stories of these individuals that lady snowblood is seeking revenge from uh that one of them is just like fallen into complete complete misery an alcoholic poor you know uh indebted to the mob um and her daughter is apparently to support them pretending to spend What seems like whole days creating wicker things that look roughly like the silhouette of a small person.
0: Yeah, like, they look like almost, like, really poorly made, like, dress forms. You ever seen those, you know? Yes. You can lay out clothes. Like a basket that you could never use.
1: (laughs) Or, like, I assume,
0: like, when she was making them, I was like, oh, it must be, like, something you, like, throw into like the ocean to like catch something but then she stopped making i was like well no fish is like nobody's not getting in like they can get out of those slats
1: but it turns out she's just pretending that she's making those so she had an excuse for the money she's actually getting by prostitution which is again part of this movie's continuing huge bummer
0: (laughs) well this this was like the moment where like had i not seen his name in the credit like this storyline i would have been like that guy i would have been like the dude who wrote lone wolf and cub had to have come because <laughs> like this is such a like there's literally like a, not a super similar but there's like a similar lone wolf and cub where like this woman like whores herself out so that she can buy food to feed this samurai who protected her a long time ago and he's like obsessed with building uh <laughs> yeah uh, what do you call it? a suspension bridge it's like the weirdest story and it's like one of those ones where you're like is is lone wolf and cub gonna be in this like he he just shows up kills some guy and tells the lady like hey you're his husband of the heart or his wife of the heart gotta go and then just <laughs> it's like such a like a downer of a story and like while i was watching
1: this i was like man this guy definitely i can tell he wrote this you know every artist uh you know every every artist and writer has you know they have their uh they have their moments they have they have their recurring <laughs> yeah
0: their, their hallmarks and his is sad stories about women uh-huh. who
1: love a uh, stupid man. a drunk father
0: who wastes all of his
1: money you know tarantino's gotta have feet uh edgar Allan poe's gotta put someone in a wall uh <laughs> and Caso koike has got to. Has got to have some distant, really, really sad prostitutes. Yeah, just some stories in
0: which you realize the human condition is horrifying, and we should all just <laughs> walk gently into the good night together.
1: Uh, but this entire sequence is actually—I don't know if you—if you read any of the manga, this is the full no. first manga. Uh, she goes to a gambling club and intentionally, either cheats or in this like in the movie i can't remember if she just pretend like like obviously she, doesn't no, stop cheating yes like somehow um, she becomes the dealer like she's yeah like the, i don't know
0: how it works <laughs> and I actually could not figure out what game they were supposed to be playing because <laughs> it's, like, it's very serious I, well like it just seemed like people were just like laying down cards but it's like the only like old school japanese gambling game i know of is basically odds even they just roll dice and you bet whether you think it's going to be an odd or an even number and I was like, um, well, this isn't what they're doing, because they had, like, little, like, Mahjong tag things, and the guy had one that would let you, like, flip it, but he was losing, so he wasn't even good at cheating. I don't know if you noticed that, like, he still yeah. hadn't won any money.
1: But she does it intentionally in the comic, as she does in, in, in the manga, as she does in the movie, to uh to to, to be uh, able to get the individual alone, uh so she can kill him. Um, in the, in the book, again, like, it's more of, like, uh, the mob boss that she lures, like, who, like, takes her back so she can, like, so he can, like, beat her up or, knowing this, knowing, knowing the subject matter, rape her. Yeah. Uh, uh but, but, uh, instead, in this case, she, she uses it as an excuse to rescue him from, uh, from accusation and, uh, lure him out to the beach, uh, where I just, like, I, I said it earlier, and I don't want to on it too much, I fucking loved this sequence because, you know, he was such a pitiful man, And I wasn't exactly sure, like, you know, because we've only really seen, like, one sort of contextless kill so far in the snow. So I'm like, I don't know if she's going to actually... Oh, my God. (laughs) can she fucking... And that's when you get that, like, furrowed brow that I mentioned earlier where you suddenly feel like, again, ten pounds of emotion translated with just a look because she's so cold up until this point, which is at this point, like, you know, 40, 40, 50 minutes into the movie. (laughs)
0: It's, it's also like sort of weird because like she realizes that like her his daughter is working for the, like the mob as like a prostitute to pay for her father her father is like drinking and gambling addiction yeah and uh she basically is like we'll go to uh i don't know if it's tokyo i don't even remember i don't honestly i don't remember where this movie ends but she's like go to this city and i'll meet you there and i have some context that can get you like normal work And it's like, oh, and she actually, like, feels bad for the daughter. But then it's like, I'm still going to straight up
1: murder your unarmed father. I know! It's so, it really, it really helps cement this movie as such a, as such a surprise. Because you expect some kind of mercy or some kind of uh, equivocation on this revenge, but... No, the movie was established very firmly that she was literally born to do this. Yes. she was born. She was born as like a spirit of vengeance, and it's all-consuming. It's her whole life, um, and it's kind of, it's kind of fascinating, <laughs> like narratively, to just stick to it without uh, without any kind of uh, a modification. Um, and it leads us, it leads us to our second uh, sort of act here. Uh, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this, too. The different chapters that she's killing them are named, kind of weird names, which is also something Kill Bill does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so- which I assume
0: they're, like, the titles of the individual chapters of the manga, yeah. is what I assume. Yeah, presumably. Too. But uh, they, are like straight up stop, and they're, like, you know, like, I forget, the one something, like, something something palace or something, I was like, oh, they're just- they are-
1: they are great names because the one I was mentioning—I think I called them Wicker Husbands—but they're called Bamboo Wives and Tears of Wrath, and I'm like, there we go. Right. That's a that's a great fucking title. That makes <laughs> me feel
0: better because Bamboo Wives is a, like a better search for me if they stay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, but we we uh, this is where we enter into the movie creating its own source material through uh, Yuki interacting with perhaps the worst blackmailer I've ever met because. Um, this guy's technique is that he sees yuki at a cemetery assumes she must be hiding a secret or or know something or she's just interesting in some way that he wants to know more about her so he finds her on the street and within a couple of sentences he says to her i get information on people and then i blackmail them so what's going on with you (laughs) yeah uh fuck off (laughs) Like, I thought someone like this would have tried to, like, charm her <laughs> and get that information and then leverage it, but he openly admits that his whole deal is just getting people's secrets and then ruining their lives with them, <laughs> and he tells her out loud and then asks her, why are you at that grave? What's going on? <laughs> it is very... It was a very confusing. But this character introduces the the very interesting plot evolution in which he begins to uh chase down information on her on her her revenge tale and begins translating it into literal issues of the comic uh the manga which are then like released i guess as like what appears to be in the newspaper <laughs> as far as i can tell which is odd because it's as if you know instead of Garfield there's just a woman being raped and stabbing people um which is you know only in a couple issues of Garfield yeah uh, <laughs>
0: only the ones we all love the one where john goes insane and attacks <laughs> that
1: veterinarian he dates garfield hates mondays and the men and that garfield brut- gets a sword and, and goes and on the men that brutalized her mother his mother <laughs> but he's gonna get bloody revenge on but it's established that that this is done in an intentional way by her her uh, her master to lure out uh the the mobster that was part of the mobster woman that was part of the uh, original band um who which is, is ultimately not a looker. <laughs> ultimately successful and leading to a fucking like full compound fight sequence, which was so goddamn cool.
0: And also vaguely confusing when she pulls a bead off of her hair and throws it, and it begins to produce like some sort of red cloud, and then she just stands there for a while, and then waits till it clears and jumps down and kills everybody. I not, that was like I was like, wait, what's going on?
1: Like, I love... She's just, like, running through cutting people in half. I love her fighting style, too, because throughout this, like, she just, like, stands still and lets them come at her. And then, like, you know, like, makes a a, a, a cut, uh, uh, just, you know, doing the, the Bruce Lee and moving like water. It's it's so great. And so, and she, she they, they, they clearly choreographed her to do minimal arm movement. Like, almost every fight sequence, she just has the blade, like, tucked near her shoulder. And as soon as they come closer, she makes, like, one half cut. And like you know, and that's all she needs to like to kill it. She's never doing big swings, never yeah, like spins. Yeah, she does. You like, know.
0: Everything's like uh, she reverse draws, so like she's you know holding the, like yeah. sword the opposite direction you would. Uh, and it's, only, it's it's like a little like, I mean, it's like a wakasashi. It's not very long at all. Uh, but it yeah, is, it is
1: great. It is fascinating to think that this this actress saying the title sequence. There's all the dramatic acting with just some facial muscles. Because she does and it's not also talk pull- a lot in this movie. No. And then also pulling off incredible fight choreography <laughs> with special effects that all have to be done, like, in the moment. You know, they can't do it in fucking post. So it really is, like, a sensational to watch. Um,
0: uh, this is also the scene where uh, after she does finally escape, or she kills everybody, the person she was looking for, I don't remember the mob boss's name has run away and they find her she's hung herself but it's implied that you know somebody hung her so that she wouldn't talk uh and they stand there and look at the body for like a minute and a half of just dead silence and then she just swings her sword and literally bisects this woman at the waist cuts clean through her and like her her legs just fall off and all this blood pours out it's and then she just ridiculous. keeps standing there as if like nothing is like even if you did this
1: for revenge you'd be like, "Oh shit, that's like a lot of blood." But this is another moment for the movie to illustrate how fucking ice-cold uh, uh, she is because
0: <laughs> she mutilates a corpse and has no reaction.
1: But not even that when she comes into the room and sees that she's like she's hung, she looks disappointed. Yeah. You know, because this is her whole thing. And I don't know if you, you caught it, she she kind of gets closer and there's the sound of a heartbeat and then she slices her. So oh. she confirmed that she was still a little bit alive and was like, oh good, I can still kill her. I did not notice the heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, they, they do a specific heartbeat to illustrate that she's still barely alive, which brings a little joy to her face, which is so twisted, I love it. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Uh, but like you said, I, 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 have <laughs> I have no complaints about the visual fucking uh uh, a feast of watching this hanging corpse cut in half oh bison a pair of legs thud to the ground i mean i rewound it twice insane it's insane (laughs) i went back and watched it two more times to be like this is chef's kiss um the only unfortunate thing is that this this sort of uh penultimate
0: a weird change in the movie
1: yeah this penultimate revenge does does mark sort of nice
0: use of penultimate
1: (laughs) a bit of a downturn in the third act uh which comes from the fact that the next revenge is overly convoluted and visually less interesting than the others
0: yeah it takes a long time to get there and i don't like it's like a reveal to something that you don't you aren't really interested in So, like, they reveal that it turns out the one guy isn't dead yet, and he had faked his own death. It's like, yeah, I kind of figured that, but the movie still had 35 minutes left. And, like, the reveal doesn't really... It's not, like, shocking or anything. You know what I mean? She hasn't done extensive lake work to find out if these people are still alive or not. She just had some guy look for their names.
1: In the bottom of the second act, they introduce that the the last person in the revenge circuit here... Uh, the, 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 the gang leader, uh, the ringleader of the whole operation is already dead from a, died in a shipwreck. And within like 10 minutes, the movie establishes, psych, no, no, he ain't.
0: And he's the dad of the guy who wrote the manga. And I was like, boy, this feels like a lot of extra
1: work for no reason. Who is like, I wouldn't call him like a love interest, but the two have like established like a relationship.
0: Yeah. I think he's interested in her and she's like, I don't know what to do now that that lady's dead. Because, like, in her mind, she doesn't know the other guy's still alive. So, she's like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Like,
1: I succeeded. Yeah. I don't know what to do now. And and a long time passes as they, as they sort of mill between the idea of, like, it's my dad. Do I love my dad? You should kill him. It's my dad. You should kill him. But it's my dad. Then they... Uh, they sh-
0: when they showed up at that, like, weird Japanese...
1: Like masquerade costume. ball,
0: yeah. Like, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like a super cool climax at this like weird Victorian era like like there was people there in weird like British Victorian there, there, dresses and guys there were west. This,
1: there's definitely westerners there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
0: then, but then there's like women dressed in like you know full traditional kimonos, like the yeah. geisha kimonos. It's like and a like, theme party. Got, like, this yeah. Weird mask on. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be cool." And then she sees some guy, and she's like, "That's who I want." And he goes through a wall, and then they leave the party. I was like,
1: "What the fuck?"
0: Like, yeah, I that, was. Why is so this amped to this party? It felt so pointless.
1: This is this is what I was talking about at the beginning. I was so excited for, like you said, like costumed, like like guys in like Victorian suits with masks and swords, like attacking her. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought was gonna and, happen.
0: Like, like she was gonna go to get him, and like everybody was gonna be like
1: giving. No giving tarantino credit i was expecting like that scene in the club the crazy which, 88 yeah. Yeah, yeah the crazy 88 i was expecting like a big uh tumultuous moment and instead yeah we get we get siphoned off to sort of a weird like tacky back room where she fights him um and ultimately does indeed kill him but surprise it's like a double who i guess is, who i guess is paid the most money ever <laughs> because he fights to the point of losing his own fucking hands he gets both his <laughs> hands cut off the hand the hand removal is one of my favorite special effects in the, in the movie though because they, it is not they good. spiral away on wires yeah <laughs> in the, in and the they're like clearly turns, like mannequin right? hands they didn't even yeah. try to make him look real they were just like Ugh. but it's like, that death is cooler than what ultimately happens to the non-decoy. Well, that that
0: scene also, <laughs> there's a great moment. So, uh, he kills, or she kills the guy, and she's getting ready to stab him again, even though he's, like, definitely dead. And her, like, kind of boyfriend, crime boss's son, is like, wait. And then she realizes, like, his beard's coming off. And he's wearing, like, a, uh, uh, like, Mission Impossible mask. and it, Like, he's, like, an entirely different human being underneath. it has got some like, real spirit gum on there. Yeah, it's not <laughs> like he just kind of looks like the guy he is yeah. wearing. it. But then they see this mirror, and she throws, uh, like, a chair through it. And he, like, there's nothing there. And he, like, runs in, the guy, and looks, and is, like, pull, huh? and then runs in. <laughs> It was the weird. I was like, well, I rewound it because it's just so out of place. Like, the glass breaks and there's no one there. And he runs in and sees them, just like, oh, the glass is gone, and then runs away. It was so funny because he just seems like genuinely caught off guard. Yeah,
1: it seems like the suggestion would be this, that the villain's watching through the glass, but instead he's like coming back with popcorn. Yeah, he's something. like he like was getting a coffee. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Are those his hands? <laughs> I totally missed that. Yeah, Damn! It. Oh <laughs> my god! I didn't think he'd go that far. Oh. And that leads, again, to another, like, curious set piece. Rather than being involved in this, again, very, very distinctly visual masquerade ball, like, <laughs> the two of them are just on, like, opposing office lobby fucking balconies. Yeah, yeah. They, like, basically
0: come out on, like, two parts of a veranda that don't connect, and they're like, there you go. I was like, oh, but this is... But this weird.
1: whole thing screams of a set... From from a studio that ran out of money.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Or like, there's nothing like... on the
1: walls. It's just two white walls, you know. And there it is felt like, like this was like like a tax write-off. Like the guy was like, "Well,
0: if you film at my house, I can get fifty bucks back."
1: There is there is a dramatic moment as uh, you know the son charges the father and 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 wrestles him until his inevitable death. She does watch a lot of this fight without getting involved though. <laughs>
0: yeah, and then <laughs> when she does come across, her plan is that she stabs through she stabs the guy she through, likes
1: through the guy she kind of likes into the father uh which would be poetic again if if we hadn't been told for the whole movie that he didn't exist and and the other guy never mentioned him until 10 minutes ago yeah and did and instead like i want nothing to do with you and apparently had nothing to
0: do with him. So it's like it's not really that big of a sacrifice and then it's also weird it's like his dad has like a gun and i was like expecting like you know a samurai so, battle, yeah. Well, I was expecting like, have you ever have you ever seen Yojimbo? Like that's how Yojimbo yeah. ends. The the one guy comes back and he has a pistol, and uh, he goes to pull it because he thinks he's gonna be able to kill Yojimbo before he gets there. But Yojimbo has a dagger he throws and he throws it into, like the guy's throat.
1: Fantastic! Yeah, instead, it's like,
0: so amazing, and I was and expecting something
1: neat like that, but instead the, she the she guy waits just for her friend
0: while she stabs through her boyfriend.
1: She waits for her boyfriend to be fully killed before she stabs through him. And even though she's mortally wounded this this villain and has, like, I, at one point she has, like, the blade against his gun hand enough that she could just, like, take it off. Yeah. But she, like, she steps back and <laughs> puts... Again, I, I complimented the whole movie, all the fight sequence. she's doing all these old tight maneuvers. She goes for this big fucking swing and gets shot, which is... I, I, I like that she's wounded in the final fight. That's a classic move. But I was a little annoyed that it happened so stupidly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not not stupidly. That that's it's, it's it's even believable that someone executing the finale of their revenge might act, um, you know, you know, uh, uh, a little bit clumsily because they're like so overcome with emotion. But I mean, like the choreography sucks. I guess is what I mean to say. It's not very it's not very clever or interesting. Um, but it doesn't. Thankfully, there is a capper to this movie that makes up for it because I did not see what happens next coming which is that the yeah. daughter of the originally murdered man shows up and just absolutely buries a dagger in her it's
0: so so like she's wounded and she's walking out and then you see this girl and then she just like runs up really fast with like really she's like in a komodo too so she has like yeah those, you, know, you can't really move like, your legs yeah a little bit shuffle step, and yeah just stabs her and the girl just looks at her like what the fuck
1: it is incredible though because I love that we're we're focused on Lady Snowblood this whole movie and, you know, we're we're sort of, in, everyone could get excited about her revenge story, right? Like, yeah. there's no equivocation. These people, like, stole money from villagers, killed a man for no reason, then, then raped, raped, raped that man's days. widow for days until she was imprisoned for trying to even, like, remotely get revenge. Um, So you have no reason to be worried about her killing through the whole movie. But like I said, she's a stone-cold killer. And so much so that she's like born another revenge story out of her revenge story. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's such poetry that they they rhyme it back around. Um, it's like poetry. It rhymes. And, it's and a George Lucas quote. And then she collapses in. I was going to say snow, but of course, in this yeah, movie... She, she collapses just, in lightly the white... cut up plastic. <laughs> the, 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 the white shag carpet that she
0: falls into. Yeah, she falls into uh, what happens when you rub a piece of sandpaper on styrofoam.
1: But also, for the first time in the movie, she demonstrates you know actual emotion and, and, and cries when she collapses in the snow. And then the movie gives us one last sign of life. Yeah, she sort uh, of gets back up, setting us up for a fucking sequel, baby. Uh, it is, yeah, I don't. Which Phenomenal. there is a sequel, right? Yeah, there is a sequel. Um, I, I don't know anything about it. Uh, but but uh, sorry, I was just I was just looking at my notes, and I'm... my last couple notes are just uh, holy shit, those hands went flying. Oh yeah. fuck, threw them both? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I have like
0: three notes. And one of them is just like him running back after the mirrors broken is hilarious.
1: And then the end was just like, oh wow, it seemed unnecessary to stab both of them. Um, and then and then I also noticed a lot both of bolts in that, a lot both of bolts in that thing. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> fires for like a solid minute. I'm like, I don't think they know how revolvers yeah. work. Yeah, that's okay. It's not their forte. Swords their forte. Uh, but Lady Snowblood, despite maybe a little bit of a of a clumsy uh final revenge kill, um, both you know uh choreography wise and and, and cinematography wise this movie just fucking rules like I, I i could watch it again easily um not to get ahead of myself on the whole recommendation <laughs> part of our podcast but i mean it, it, it was just um it's a really it's a really fun break from the kind of stuff that we usually get you know yeah yeah uh, on was, this podcast
0: it, it, it sort of really like it was like the When we did lone wolf and cub it's just this sort of genre is sort of fun and interesting and i really did enjoy the plot like the idea of like a, a woman born to a mother who wants like who the only thing she wants is revenge so much so that like realizing she'll be in prison forever like she sleeps with a a bunch of the guards to get pregnant so she can have a child that will be released so that she can grow up to get her revenge
1: yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's a very sad story almost oh, the entire way through. Horribly depressing, uh, but it's it is a tremendously like beautiful and interest interesting tale uh, that we get to see unfold. And and I I was all about it. <laughs> I don't know what to yeah. say halfway through, it, I like, like just was like a messaging a friend, being like, "This movie fucking rules." <laughs> I I can't get over how much I enjoyed this film. Um, uh, and, and i you know i have a i have a real like you know i wouldn't say it's like a, a huge a huge um part of my movie watching experience but i have a real affinity for these sort of like uh, uh you know the, the sort of samurai um what is the term for uh or something like that i think it's the term oh, for like know. um for like period period dramas uh, um yeah, yeah. I would japanese call period this dramas period drama. <laughs> yeah well i mean drama there's a there's a a whole genre for like just movies that take place in like this era you know with like uh, yeah yeah
0: i mean this is like hands down though like a like a gusher samurai film like that era where they were just like blood splatter is the name of the game and i mean it is i enjoy like the same thing i i enjoy like movies set during japan's feudal era uh or the end of its feudal era in this case uh it is it is good and i like i even enjoy like the especially like the modern ones because they're like the production value is so high like if you ever seen 13 assassins it's really good yeah uh but yeah i really enjoyed this i actually like really actually quite enjoyed this to the point where i was like ah we should just do the sequel next week you know what i mean he's <laughs> so like i kind of just want to see what not, could possibly be the plot not, of the next movie i'm against it <laughs> yeah because um, in my mind i was like well she killed everybody what's the plot like that guy like <laughs> guy's
1: other son comes back for revenge <laughs> Uh, yeah I am curious it, it feels like it, it's uh, it's lost a little bit of its of its ability to have any further momentum beyond this but I would totally watch the sequel. I mean and then, so just to jump right to it absolutely recommend. I mean not even without a ton of a ton of context, you know, because I know sometimes you might say, "Oh, if you like this kind of movie." But honestly, this is just sort of like an interesting very pretty movie uh and and if you are um averse to violence i guess that would be the only reason i would say yeah yeah or steer I mean, you away really, from it
0: if you really hate subtitles because the movie is not dubbed uh it's only available yeah. subtitled uh, and, and if, i, I ha- guess if, if you just really hate like samurai movies which would be sort of weird but yeah you'd be sort of a yeah, bad no, person i, I definitely shouldn't, think it's...
1: shouldn't listen to our podcast anymore but i agree
0: <laughs> uh you should commit <laughs> Sefuku, and that would be just great for everybody. But since you hate samurai films, you don't even know what
1: yeah, that is. You don't really look it up, you nerd. Just just go ahead and put some stuff into Google. Put in put in seppuku oh. Put in put in what is it, Bamboo Wife? <laughs> put the, put that in. Fucking loser?